And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20. They'll hook you up with 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we're going to try to keep it positive for a day. We're going to try to list some reasons why you all are still doing this. Look, if you weren't here, <laughs> why are you listening to this podcast? That is the fundamental thesis of today's episode. What are you doing with your life? What are we doing with our lives? What's going on here? But I feel like if we're asking our listeners that, we should have a 1-800 number right now. Right. For folks to call in, we will patch you right through. Why is any of this happening? So that's the question we'll get to the heart of in just a moment. First, Patrick, and we don't do this very often, but I've got a question that has just been, it's been getting at me today. I, I tweeted about it. And actually, believe it or not, you got to stick around to find out how. This, I'm going to bring this back to the Colorado Rockies and today's big topic of the day. But why don't more people believe in aliens? I don't. In fact, that's not even the right word. Like acknowledge the incredibly high probability that there is life out there. It's really interesting to me. We live in a society where people think, you know, where you sit on the couch can change whether or not your quarterback throws a, a touchdown. Uh, we believe in uh, even we, we believe that there's mathematic equations that can tell us whether or not a catcher is a good framer. But there are a trillion billion planets in the universe and you go, you know, there are probably aliens and people look at you like you're just the craziest person. So I have plenty of conceit and I think plenty highly of myself at times. I also can be down on myself in, in those moments and in, in, in private. That but we're all here for said, each other. Yeah. That's why that you subscribe said, to the DNVR.com. You get in the discord. We all pick each other up. <laughs> precisely. It would be insane to just go. Yeah, no, I'm I'm almost at the at the center of the universe. Our human beings are at the center of the universe. We're the only planet that has, you know, life forms on it like this. And mm-hmm. while I I don't actively believe in aliens, I just I do always come back to that. Like, oh, hold on, let me just stop and think. Yeah, of course, probably there there are probably aliens out there. It doesn't doesn't consume me. I think maybe some folks who do get consumed by the idea of aliens give folks who believe see that's what in, it is right 
life forms uh, on other planets and other solar systems give those people a bad reputation. And yeah. hey, man, I was abducted. I mean, anyone who's seen SNL and watched the Kate McKinnon sketch where she's oh, talking about like, really? I had a totally different experience. You see, what <laughs> they did with me was they spun me around and, oh. and go and watch that. Anyone who says yeah. SNL hasn't been good in decades, by the way, should watch all of those sketches. Like that's one of the first ones I send to people that are like, that show hasn't been good since Will Ferrell left. I'm like, anyway. Now we're off on several different tangents, but the, no, you're totally right. And that's actually how we get it right back around to baseball and the Rockies and things. Cause I, I actually do think there's an element of this in our society. A lot of times nobody wants to be that guy, that alien guy. You don't want to be the person who's out there all on their own, their hair sticking up going, no, seriously, everybody. And I feel like I have a pretty strong relationship with feeling like being that guy quite often in the universe of the Colorado Rockies. And I think it's really, really interesting too, because uh, you know, for a very, very long time, my track record of like, predicting the Colorado Rockies record was very, very good. But it's funny because uh, uh, yeah, I, I feel for those people. And I, and I totally understand the pull to not want to go out and say things like, you know what? The Colorado Rockies could compete in 2021. Do I think that they will? Probably not. It's back to that, you know, trying to draw nuance, trying not to be the guy that's going, now listen, everybody, here's what's going to happen. Nolan Arenado is going to stay totally healthy. And then Trevor Story is going to be an MVP. John Cray is going to have the best season in his career. Kyle Freeland's going to have the best season in his career. Armand Marquez is going to have the best season in his career. Because if all those things did happen, then yes, the Colorado Rockies probably could compete. But that's when you're, you're, you're connecting too many dots, right? That's when you're the guy going, no, there were definitely, definitely aliens hanging out with Hitler. And then you're like, wait, that was like not that long ago, dude. We had like, like radio and TV and stuff by then. I think we could have figured that out. Your analogy is just so apropos because I, I think that's right. I think that's very precise. The, the, the overlap between people who believe in aliens and people who believe the Rockies will win series <laughs> They're like, well, you you're, they're like equally crazy. But if we actually break it down, like you said, all right, well, they, we all will, will, we all agree that in the next hundred years, even if we say 150, whatever MLB still exists. Yeah. The Rockies of course are going to, should be able to win one world series. Um, but based on the evidence that we have, it's, Cubs you know, fans. <laughs> I, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson has, you know, uh, he appears on a radio show that I, I listen to frequently. And, you know, he said, you know, where are these aliens? Bring them into the town center and into the town square. And let's examine these aliens to, to say, okay, they exist. So while we don't have that evidence that aliens exist, and while we don't have that we that know of, that we know of. <laughs> Without, and, and while we also don't have that evidence that the Rockies are going to figure out Coors Field and under the current, you know, front no, office, no, the you've well, are well going overextended to, the analogy now. Oh no, those things are those things are <laughs> identical. While we, yeah. we might not have that evidence. There's no evidence. We can we can forget the fact, like just because we don't see aliens, doesn't mean they don't exist. And just because we haven't seen the Rockies tick off all of the boxes. At the same time, because that's kind of the key element, right? It's that they've done great things across the board. The teams that win the World Series are the teams that do all of those things in that short window of time, or even in just in one season, they tick off all those boxes. So it's a little bit of a timeliness thing 
So regardless, while we haven't seen that happen once yet, we, we can imagine, well, hold on, let's forget the fact that there isn't the evidence of it ever happening. We can just simply say, look, there's 30 teams in baseball and some teams wait longer than others to win the World Series. And it's not an impossibility. If you play the games, you have a 50-50 shot to win the game, even if you have a worse team on the field. And you go, actually, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, the Rockies don't have a 50-50 chance. They only have a 40-60 chance. But what if they win today? All right, well, they, de they, they defeated the odds. And then what if it happens the next day? And then they get into the playoffs. And so it's not an impossibility. It's not as crazy to believe that the Rockies would win a World Series. Yeah, it, as it's, they would be it's nowhere near the but same level the of same improbability. general, I think, thought process in, in some ways. In other ways, obviously not. But I, I think you can see that there could be some overlap in, in those two worlds of like, yeah, and, and it's not just the Rockies. There are, there are other franchises. I mean, Seattle I think the way has that never I'd won a World Series in 40-plus years. They've never won one. So the reason, why the, fan, the reason why the analogy works is if, again, if you're the guy who absolutely believes the Colorado Rockies will win the World Series, that's a little bit crazy. That's a little sure. bit bonkers. And that's actually bonkers if you're a fan of one of probably 20 teams in baseball. And actually, well, I was talking about this with some people on Twitter today, uh, just double checking the stats because uh, somebody was saying, you know, could the Rockies win the World Series in my lifetime? And I was wondering how many teams haven't won the World Series in my lifetime? It's 10 of them. Uh, how many haven't won the World Series in the last 20 years? It's 16 of them. And two of them were very recent and, you know, with some interesting potential uh, asterisks if you want to. Uh, point out, you know, what's gone on with the Astros, obviously. And then uh, with the Dodgers finally winning their World Series, but in a short 60-game season. I'm not saying don't count either of them. Those are two separate debates, and it's up for everyone to decide. I'm saying you could theoretically say, well, you know, it's teams that have just won World Series in a regular season without cheating. Very few teams on that list. Uh, and if you've just, you know, become old enough to rent a car at 25 years old uh, and you really got to go back to when I was 10 years old for a couple of those for the last time that the twins and the uh, the Blue Jays got it. So, right. So we're talking yeah, about uh, the Cincinnati Reds. That Pirates, was 91. We right. Right. Long before we were born. Um, Cleveland long before we were born. Mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned, Seattle's never gotten it. So the odds are ever in your favor if you want to use the old uh, Hunger Games thing. They're ever Padres against well. you. Right? I've, never, I've right. never won the World Series. It's always going to take uh, an improbability for certain teams to yeah. end up winning, which is why you should probably never go into a year saying, we're definitely going to win. Uh, you, you've, you've got to assess the, uh, what is it? Your odds go up when you buy a lottery ticket. No, 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 Wild the Innocent. Your odds go up when you buy a bunch of lottery tickets. <laughs> you got to you got to be in it to win it. And the Rockies are <laughs> the Rockies are absolutely in it. And and as you said, with the Dodgers <laughs> and Astros, in it. <laughs> the Dodgers and Astros, those asterisks look you know drastically or markedly different. And, totally. and really, all we're saying is, hey, we can have a conversation about who the best team was in baseball, or was that? Whereas most other years, uh, even you know, even if you throw in a couple, you know players that use performance enhancing drugs, you know, here and there you say, Oh, well, did that team really deserve to win it? We, you know, we can, yeah, we can have those conversations. Uh, but 
if you want to say, hey, well, the Rockies win a World Series in my lifetime, and that's the only thing you care about, and you want to die the day after the parade, do that. That's probably a great time to die before, <laughs> you know, a week later that's you find out, ah, you know what, the, the Rockies were shooting laser beams from the, the top of Coors Field into the center fielder's eyes. And you're like, ah, crap. I was wondering uh, why the defense yeah, of laser beam trick. Jr. You know, was not so good. Uh, it was because they were doing those little pointers in his eyes. The laser you know, that's how you die after the parade. That's right. All right. Power rank, top five major league baseball players most likely to be an alien. Hmm. I've got a couple in mind. Number five, Antonio Alfonseca. Because <laughs> he has six fingers on his pitching hand. Okay. And we know that that is that it's a normal oh. human thing that can happen. It could also be a but sign. Still. He maybe needs to be investigated. Okay. Uh, he, and and he also uh, was once hunted down by Dale Torborg, who was very notably in WCW, uh, the Demon, the Kiss yes. Demon. Uh, he was twenty. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I got it in nice and early. And so he he was very once famously they had a little uh, skirmish and Fonseca had to hide and he almost just disappeared. He disappeared off the face of the earth, seemingly, that's, and Torbo couldn't awful find him. That's suspicious. <laughs> so I, maybe he needs to be bumped up to number one. So, you know, I, I might have that. to reevaluate. Well, but he's going Yeah, yeah let's do that. So then by that token, I feel like that leaves the door wide open for Pat Vendetti to just walk right through, right? Because that's oh, not yeah. good one. That's not human normal, right? Pitching with both hands, both arms. No, and the next time we talk to our buddy Justin Wick from from Purple Row, we will have to get the inside scoop because I know uh, they both are uh, attended Creighton. They're both Blue Jays, and uh, and then Justin did you know train with them once or twice there, and so we we could get a little bit more uh, detail on that. I think I like this. Also, we can get the deep dive. See if you saw anything suspicious. Yeah, I also think on that list, and and I probably would put him at number four. You know, Mike Trout, because he's just doing things consistently yeah. at a level that is just unreal. And again, smart alien. We're, ta we're not talking about yeah, one of those yeah, aliens yeah, yeah. from the 50s or 60s. We're talking about one from the you know, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. It goes, you know what? I'm going to get found out here eventually mm. with my abilities. You know, I need, to, I need to scale it back. I need to strike out once in a while. I need yeah. to make an error maybe and throw to the wrong base. Whoopsie! Right. I look, I'm human. Right. I'm human. But totally. if every single year, when it comes down, his wins above replacement are head and shoulders above everybody else, and and he comes from a town that not a lot of people know of in South Jersey. I'm from yeah, South yeah, Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Not sure if I ever mentioned that, but he's from Millville, and he's known as the Millville Never. Meteor. It sounds a lot Never. like Clark Kent's story. And you know, I'm going to leave it there mm, before we mm, get shut mm. down. I, the satellites might might wow. you know wow. yeah, get shot out say. of the sky over here in Boulder for for both of our homes. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Mike Trout number four. I can't and I, I can't say anything mm. else. Yeah, the, I don't want anyone breaking down your door. I, I wouldn't want anything like that to happen to you. That's that's fantastic pick. That's really fantastic pick. It almost reminds me of like it's like the opposite of uh, was it Men in Black when Dennis Rodman? It's like come on, man, it's too obvious. It's too <laughs> obvious, right? Like you got to not about that. That's good. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. A couple more baseball players. I mean, by that token, you could convince me that Albert Pujols is an alien. Hmm. Uh, the size of that man's arms, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous strength he has. 
uh, you know, for 10 years there was just, I mean, they called him the machine, right? He, he was a machine. Mm -hmm. he was, maybe he wasn't a machine. Maybe he was an alien. Maybe we got the, the thing wrong the whole time, the wrong well, moniker maybe, on that. Thing. I, I venture to say that at some point in his life, Albert Pujols was a human being, but then his body got inhabited by an alien because, there we go. you know, coming out of, I believe, Dominican Republic, playing at a, a junior college in Missouri and essentially goes from low A to being an all-star MVP rookie of the year candidate from one year to the next. It's like, wait, no, nobody can just do that. No one can play like one season in the minor leagues. And then all of a sudden be no. an almost an immediate hall no. of fame caliber player. His body had to have been inhabited by an alien at some point there. All right. Uh, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan was uh, definitely an alien. No hitters at 46 or whatever? Seven through seven over the course of his career. Uh, again, pitched well into his late 40s, was still one of the, the, the fastest pitchers in the game and and still could have kept playing but probably said, yeah, this I'm really starting to attract way too much suspicion here. I've already struck out more hitters than, than, than Cy Young, Walter Johnson, all those guys. Um, so you know what? And I need to shut it down. And I and I think, you know, he showed his hand a little bit too much when when a guy about, you know, 10, 15 years younger than him by the name of Robin Ventura charged the mound. And, you know, Nolan Ryan, you know, took he it, let it slip. He let handedly it slip. and just a yeah. bunch of pops right in the face. Really just easy knockout victory for the old man. Where Come on. How is there not a conspiracy documentary about that? How have we not seen this before? Plus, you got Mark Knudsen in here telling us about how, you know, he's going in and working out at all kinds of god-awful hours of the night and morning, and he's got time to give everybody advice, but he's still somehow a loner who's spending all this time on his own, focusing on his game, and it's like, I've seen enough comic book stuff to know when a guy's got an alter ego. Yeah. Express, no, no one Ryan is I was either an alien or Batman. Those are, those are the two options. That's all and, and for anyone who, you know, a week and a half ago watched that that Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., you know, exhibition, and you saw how how <laughs> you know Jack both those guys were more more likely Mike Tyson. And yet that's his profession. Nolan Ryan is supposedly a pitcher, or I should say yeah. human pitcher. Human, human and again, pitcher. He disposes of a guy nearly half his age. I mean, come on. I Come on. I don't need to say any more about that. Yeah. few other potential options for you. Uh, Ichiro. Mm. Right? All kinds of wonkiness going on there. Uh, extraordinary longevity. Even the call, something out of Star Wars, somebody was in on something. Somebody knew something with the throw there. Something is alien. He wasn't telling us that the arm was a laser. He was telling us Ichiro came out of a, a galaxy far away. That's what the call is there. We've been misunderstanding it this whole time. Uh, and uh, Willie E.T. McGee, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you just look like, look like. You just look yeah, like. I was going to say, these guys look like aliens. <laughs> I was going to say, and that's that we haven't even taken that route. Who are the guys that just look like the Sam Cassell variety? You just look like an Ooh, alien. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Miles Simon, right? Wait. He used to kind of put the little alien ears right. up, if you remember that guy. You know, Satchel Page, yeah. you know, pitching you know, alien. virtually until he's 60. Obvious alien, Aroldis Chapman. The guy is 
yeah, you know, his physique, the way sure. he's able to throw as fast as he is. You know, I would have put I would have put Noah Syndergaard on that list, but he had Tommy John surgery, so you're like, okay, no, no, checks out. He's he's just the best the human beings have to fight yeah. against yeah. the world with Chapman type alien armies. I think that's right. I think that's correct. I think and his initials that. are AC, alien creature. I mean, again, yeah. Some of these things are a little obvious, but at the same time, you know, if you're not if you're not really paying attention and you're not watching all 162 games in a season, you're gonna miss these things. And again, right. this is why you're listening to this podcast that's is right. for that. That's right. Who's the, who's the dude? Matt Caps, the guy who used to jump forward. Remember, he had the weirdest delivery in all of baseball. Carter Caps. Carter Caps, thank you. Yes, Matt Caps is a, a different trick player. Angle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A uh, relief you. pitcher with the Twins and Nats, but Carter Caps, yeah. And then he kind of disappeared again. He once they made that rule that you mm-hmm. couldn't do that anymore. You can't jump closer to the batter and then throw it. What? <laughs> they put a cap on Caps. And they he just that. happened to kind of disappear. And um, again, that is probably the way we we deal with these aliens in baseball. We need to make certain rules, you <laughs> know, because right. it, it worked for that that for Can't Carter. One hundred six mile an hour fastball, Araldis. No, Come and on. Bryce Harper too. Again, if we're talking about these freaks of nature, where you know he's he's the best, you know, junior college baseball player. At 14 years old, you know, graduates high school at 12, Doogie Howser style. I'm pretty mm, sure he got a doctorate right. from UNLV. I'm not, I can't, you know, verify these things, but a lot of suspicion right there. All facts. And the dude just, uh, and again, he's he's wisened up because when you're on the cover of, of Sports Illustrated at, you know, 17 years old, when, you know, Mike Trout can barely even get on the cover of Sports Illustrated after now. 17 consecutive <laughs> MVP seasons. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, there's this kid in the middle of the desert uh, near Area 51 who's doing some things. You go, yeah, pretty obviously. So he scaled it back just a little bit. You know, I think that's why he had that a That explains that. I think that explains media. that. Yeah, of course. of course. And you nailed it down. All right. Well, we will cheers our strawberry sky. The drink of alien baseball players. We know that for sure. Don't ask us how we know. But you can get it from uh, all your favorite spots to get Breckenridge Brew, whether it's down at a King Supers, a local liquor store. Uh, don't think the farmhouse uh, is currently going. They might have some takeout coming back your way, though. So check on that. Check all your local Denver businesses if you can get carry out and do it in a safe way. Uh, They're having a rough time out there, so they really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And Breckenridge Brew is one of those local businesses. So whenever you have a nice, tasty sip of this crisp, cool strawberry sky, uh, not only are you, well, having a nice beer, you're helping out the team, everybody, the DNVR team, yourself, Colorado team, the Breck team, everybody. Win, 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 win situation. I think I got the right number of wins in there. Uh, all right. And so now we test toast. No, we don't test our Breck brews. We could test them. They took us down and showed us in the in the big uh, vats. Jar. I was going to say vats. jar. <laughs> and I was like, mini jar is silos. definitely not the right word. <laughs> Somewhat uh, mini silos. Yeah, they were they yeah. were gigantic. It was really cool getting a tour uh, of the Breck Brew Factory and seeing how they do it and the the attention and care that they put into every bottle and can. Wow, it's 
I mean, it really is no surprise once you see it, why they've been as successful as they've yeah. been for so long and why they are not going to stop with everything that they're doing there. They're going to take over the globe. Mm -hmm. So, and they're going to represent us in this alien army battle that, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. We'll be okay <laughs> in their hands. We're in our Breck brew patch. Uh, we missed one though. Number one, we got to give to wild the innocent, the most obvious alien in MLB history, Craig council, weird batting stance. He's got that, the face that kind of said, yeah, uh, Craig Council definitely, he's also like really like unnaturally smart. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely an alien. Craig Council, definitely, definitely an alien. No Hit us up on social media him. or through email. Let us know who you think. Who else? Yeah. Yeah, with Council, you know, no one ever accused him of having a cork bat, but someone should have accused him of having an antenna bat because very clearly he was trying to get it up high to get some real good reception. And and honestly, that could have been the first sign stealing fiasco. Tapping in, tapping yeah, into the said, hey, what, what pitch is coming? And so he would he would kind of have his bat way up high. Same thing with Gary Sheffield doing a little like you know sonar kind of thing. Oh, and he's he's trying to you know feel the wind as as his uh, no. bat goes back and forth like a windshield wiper blade. He's no. uh, he's somewhat of a freak. And I don't know if you saw. I think even a couple months ago, he was just taking batting practice at, at on some backfield. Late at night with the lights on. He had a cigar in his mouth. Just it was cold mashing. outside. Mashing. Just ma yeah, sounds right. Mashing. Beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. There's yeah. a lot. He, yeah. There's, yeah. Some of these guys. I'll tell you what. Vinny. We got to check Vinny. Mm. We got we to gotta double check on Vinny Castilla. Yeah. There's a few. Well, we'll have to let you know. Of, of, of all the Rockies, I think Walker is probably the most likely to be an alien. But... Well, and all the relief pitchers. I think True. I think 50% 50, 50 of relief pitchers are aliens. <laughs> and Drew, yeah. you're not going to like this because, again, we're trying to focus on the happiness. That probably has been one of the problems why the Rockies <laughs> haven't had a World Series or why they haven't won the NL West yet since, you know, they're – Very few aliens. They, yes, exactly. One. That's it. Just get one <laughs> and, you know, let's see what happens. Is it filtered down? Do they have healing powers? I mean, if you get the right one, obviously. I don't need to tell you that. Right. But I kind of think that's been one of their biggest things. And, again, we know there's been teams that have had aliens on them. Mike Trout is on the Angels. Ironic? <laughs> I think not. Yet, no World Series. So it doesn't guarantee anything. But no. I would just like there to be one definitive alien just, to have played with the Rockies. Is that so much to ask for? <laughs> it's, it's not. It's really not. Come on. Give it Jeff Breidich. Man, <laughs> man, I'm saying. All right. Now let's leave that. <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way, let, let's do one thing here. Let us toast a little bit to Colorado Rockies fans and to being a Colorado Rockies fan. I hope you're all subscribers to the DNVR.com. If not, you missed out on a piece I wrote published on Monday morning. Um, about why even still be a Colorado Rock. It was the natural conclusion after a number of conversations we've had on this podcast, news that's come out lately, uh, articles I've written, deep dives we've done on the owner, and the general consensus that, again, I am one of very few people, like the alien guy on the thing out there saying, maybe the Rockies – can compete and the general consensus is this team's going nowhere not next year not the year after and 
even the people who think that they could maybe turn something around think the only way for them to do it is for them to be purposefully bad for the next three or four years. So no matter what, from 95% of the people out there, you're hearing no shot for the next three, four, five years for your team to do anything. So what are we doing here? Why are you still hanging out with us on the podcast? And why probably on opening day of 2021, you got to find yourself reaching for your Rockies hat and putting it on and going, well, you know, let's see what happens. I think there's a lot of reasons. Let's start with the off-field ones because, frankly, they're way easier and happier and gentler. And it's something that I think is worth remembering. Um, and I'll start with one, Patrick, and, th and then I'll hand it over to you. But it's something that I actually had to, to double-check because I thought it was true. But as I was researching for the, the piece that I wrote, the Colorado Rockies – well, Colorado – is the state with the lowest population that has a baseball team. And now I'm going to get the numbers wrong because I keep I kept doing cities and states. I believe it's 24 states have a baseball team. 17? Yeah, that might be right. Because I think there oh, are 33, 33 states do not. That's right. 33 states do not have a baseball team at all. So if you're living in one yeah. of those 33 states in our great country, you don't have a baseball team that you're just born into by it's in your state, right? And then there are a lot of these other ones. We know there, there are some states that get, that get multiple and some cities that get multiple and all that. And Colorado is the smallest of the remaining 17. Colorado is the smallest one that has one. And I think that there are a lot of people, especially people who are maybe my age and a little bit older, who grew up in the state of Colorado or maybe Utah or Wyoming, Nebraska, who just, they didn't have a major league baseball team to root for. But, you know, when I was four, <laughs> the Colorado Rockies actually came into existence the year I joined T-ball. So basically the year I was old enough to, like, you know, five, six years old to start participating in the baseball. I had a baseball team. They were mine. They were the only one here. And I think for a lot of people, that is kind of the long and short of it. Uh, I had a couple of people reach out to me after I published the thing. And they basically said like, yeah, man, if I could have quit the Rockies, I'd have done it 10 years ago. I just can't. And I'm not going to. And, and it's because I'm from Colorado and I root for all my Colorado teams through thick and thin terrible years for the Nuggets and the Abs and through right now for the Broncos is really pretty bad, but I'm sticking with them. And I got to say, tip of the cap and a toast of the Breck Brew to, to those fans out there because ultimately I, I think it is worth recognizing the privilege of having a baseball team to call your own. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat coincidental or apropos that, you know, in the film broke back mountain the phrase is uttered i can't quit you right because you know if when that's your team and that's what you grew up on you can't quit them you may want to and you may you know step away for for a time being but your your heart usually will come back or or that thing will come back you know that it's been the same with so many different you know fans of, of pro wrestling who enjoyed it when they were kids they always end up coming back i found that recently a, an old friend of mine 
I saw something on Facebook where he was watching it with his son and I'm like, Oh my God, you're back into it. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have guessed that, but no, it's, you know, we, we keep coming back to it. Same thing with you and I, we did the same yep. thing and go back and get, get caught up. And, and you know, that, that's what it's like for Rockies fans because you just can't go in and pull for someone else. You might be attracted to some other teams or other players and whatnot, but when it, it's really time to, to, to go all in and, and to get back into it, Rockies are, are your team because that that's what is here. That's what that's what you were raised on, and you don't have really any other option. You can go and, and go elsewhere, and that's fine, but that's that's a rarity. You know, that's definitely in the minority, and it's yeah. it's your team. It's 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 in it's in the water. It's absolutely yeah. in the water. Um, you know, Coors Field is such a beautiful place to go to. Great and place you to get start. there. Right. You might not be able to get there. Uh, as much as you would like, especially as you said, if you're from Wyoming, even Montana or New Mexico, you might get that one trip a year or one trip every other year, or you've never been there, but you you find yourself kind of fancying or you find yourself as like, no, I, I see myself as, as a Denver person, even though I've never been there. It's like people all over the world who go, I want to be in New York City. I want to be in the hustle and bustle of, of Manhattan and Times Square or Queens, Bronx, Brooklyn wherever it is, like they're just attracted to that place or Tokyo. There are people out here in the Rocky Mountain region that Denver is their place and Coors Field is the Mecca, is is that place that they want to go and, and be at. And it's just such a, a beautiful facility, a great place to watch a game. And, you know, baseball fan, I, I was talking with, with someone last week about this idea that when you go to Colorado, Coors Field is on the list of places that you go. Like you have yeah. to that box it's not always true for other yeah. places right also not a lot of people are going what are you doing this summer making a big trip out to pennsylvania we're going to go to pittsburgh we're going to hit up some minor league ballparks or unless you're a huge baseball fan you could go to pittsburgh and not really even think of the pirates and that's not necessarily because they're not doing well even though pnc park is really <laughs> nice around but yeah it's, yeah it's just it's whatever but when you think of denver and you think of being outdoors course field is very much synonymous with that and it's just, it's such a beautiful place. And it's a place that makes you proud of and say, well, this is where I go to. This is my church this, that, that I go to. This is my place of, right. of worship. And I might not have a perfect God, right? The Rockies might not be that perfect God. Right. And no team is. No team is, is perfect in that right. way. But you know what? That is your team. Totally. And yeah, it's, you know, we've talked a lot about, what the Lodo community has become around the Colorado Rockies and, and how great that is and getting to be a part of that but again, you know, don't take that for granted. Like even the people who they may not be the most diehard Rockies fans. And there are a lot of people out there, Patrick, who bemoan the casual Rockies fans, the, the people who come down to Lodo and just kind of hang out and drink and have a good time and party. And maybe they go into the ballpark. Maybe they just hang out at one of the bars across, but it, it creates, an extraordinary atmosphere uh, that is irreplaceable, really. And you the get to be a part of that. It is the place to be. And being able to get in the ballpark for really, really cheap, walk around, gorgeous views everywhere. There's really good food and drink options, like all the stuff we know about Coors Field. It's funny you mentioned that, that needing to see it. You know, it's been a while since I've been able to do this, but I used to take the train uh, back home to Grand Junction uh, semi-regularly 
to visit my mother and my brother and also check out them, them Grand Junction Rockies, which is all of that's going to be a new and interesting world once we're allowed to do all of this, those things again. Um, and, and the train pulls out right there from Union Station and, and you see Coors Field as, as you're going by. And I've listened to people talk about it, you know, from out of state and um, who've been sitting next to strangers who've asked me questions about it. And it just, it just begs to be seen and witnessed. And, and, and people are very curious about it. I don't think I've ever been on the train and not have heard somebody say, wow, what a beautiful stadium. You know, I'm not even really a baseball fan, but. I could see sitting out there for an afternoon and just enjoying your time. And you would, and you just would. So all that stuff is great. Uh, good, positive things. Uh, I think, I the, think the fact that the Rockies are purple, let's talk about that. Like it's one of the go. least used colors in pro sports. They're the only baseball team that has purple. Like that really yeah. stands out. That really makes a statement. That's really frigging cool. I think. And unique. That again, you no matter where you're at, if you see purple and you're a Rockies fan, you're gonna think, oh, is that person wearing a Rockies shirt? Oh no, okay, Ravens fan. Hey, whatever. But but even still, you probably could have some camaraderie uh, with with Ravens fans and, and and any other team that has purple because it's so rare. Again, so unique, and it just again, it, I think it just makes a statement and it, and it makes you want, you know, to to wear Rockies gear or or DNVR gear that's purple because we got plenty of that because. So many teams are navy, or they've got red, or they've got royal blue. Great colors, great teams, still great logos altogether. But you could you could put anything on a purple shirt, and it's going to get your attention. and And that's yeah. your that's your team's color, and that's 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 freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can extend that even a little bit further and say uh, the Rockies branding. I think we all agree they could do a little more. They could add. We sure. we would all love to see another color introduced. I think a lot of people have talked about the green. Um, I've, I've been shown enough stuff at this point that I'm very intrigued by that. But the Rockies don't have like any ugly, terrible jerseys. They've got one or two uni setups that are kind of blah. But over the history, you know, their their main logo with the mountains and the Colorado and the Rockies and you got the, the, the clock one, or you've got just the CR entangled is a fantastic logo. Uh, all of that stuff. The branding is dope. And so Will wants to see a little forest green. I think a lot of people would love to see that. Uh, I, I too would love to see an, like another logo. They basically just have that, the two, there's there's CR and there's, you know, the rot with the mountains and the baseball going through it and, and that whole one that we're and all I think that's with. not. I think that's great. You're right. Like, yeah, hey, let's, let's mix it up a little bit. But at the same time, you know, we've, we've said it many times, the Astros and the what? Diamondbacks, man, it's like, wait, don't Jay, you could wake up one day and next thing you know, you go, Oh, I gotta get a whole new wardrobe because the logo has totally changed, the unis have totally changed, and you're outdated. Whereas, guess what? If you bought if you bought an entire outfit from the Rockies back in 1993, you can still wear it today. It's still relevant, it still looks really, really sharp. Yeah, yeah. Good good stuff all the way around there. And then as we've often talked about, as we sort of start to transition into, and we can still do like off the field stuff too. One of the things I've talked about, and re really every, every fan base has this uh, though, the Rockies, you do have your own unique version of it. And I like reminding people of this. Uh, everybody has the community, right? Sports really at the end of the day, we'd all like to believe, and we all tell ourselves. And for some people, 
it really is about winning and losing. But like, man, <laughs> again, back to the conversation we were going to have earlier, your team's probably not going to win the World Series. And even if you root for the Yankees, believing they absolutely will is a little bit crazy because they haven't in quite some time, despite the fact that they should be odds on favor. The Dodgers, the same thing. Took them 20 some odd years to get it done, despite the fact that several times they were odds on favorites to do so. And so uh, the community is really what it's about. You get together with other fans. And in times when the team is winning, you get to say, hey, did you see the awesome thing and get really excited and high five and do all those things. And in times when the team is losing, you commiserate. And you get with each other and you talk about what's going wrong and you rally against the GM and the owner and you sign petitions, but you don't give up, right? That's not the behavior of someone who's just going to give up and, and turn off the TV. And I know there will be some people out there who do that and no one's going to really blame those people for, do so, for doing so. But that's not, we're talking about the other people, right? We're talking about the people who are going to stick by and it's that community. But of course, Every sports team has community. Cincinnati Reds had fans have community. Mariners fans, everybody. We're the worst team in all of pro sports. The Colorado Rapids fans have community, you know. Um, but there is a uniqueness to your Colorado Rockies baseball fan community. You got to talk about the Brightage barrier. You got to talk about the Coors Field effect and the Coors Field hangover effect. And you got to talk about, or you get to talk about the rock pile. And you get to talk about the Blake Street Bombers. They belong to you, not to anybody else. Those are yours. Those guys are yours. You get to talk about the Todd Father, the only person who gets to have that nickname. He's yours. Right? So the community around the Rockies, and actually what's really interesting is that the unique problem that the Rockies have and have had and continue apparently to have is also yours. It's a part of the community because – other fans don't sit around talking about like, man, we just can't get any pitchers to come here ever. So maybe we should do X, Y, and Z. Your puzzle solving has to be different from the people in Chicago and Baltimore and Boston and New York and LA. So you could go root for another team. And some people are, like you said earlier, and, and fair enough. But especially those of you who've grown up around this, like you're going to miss that puzzle going to miss that problem because it's uniquely yours the altitude the humidor the hangover effect the pitchers the national media the gm and owner all of that is a problem unique to you and it hurts and it sucks but i don't know it's like my girlfriend loves this is us and it makes her cry every time i want i can't do it I because I, I would cry. I was like, you seem like you're in absolute pain. And she's like, no, I am, but this is amazing. You're like, all right. <laughs> it's your pain. It's uniquely yours. And that's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it I, I imagine, you know, it's it's somewhat like I was gonna say it's like, you know, reading reading a book, but typically you don't stop reading a book in the middle and then somehow you find out what kind of happens after. Um I mean, I guess it is a little bit. But so so maybe it's it's like a, a TV show, a long running TV show, whether it's The Simpsons or South Park, um, and you say you know you, you tap out, you enjoyed it when you were younger, and you're just like eh, it just kind of became maybe the same thing over and over again. But once in a while, something happens in the news, 
and you go, well, wait a minute. Ned Flanders' wife, Maud, ends up dying. Spoiler alert. Sorry, that was like 20 years ago. But you go, oh, my God. Whoa, what, what did I miss? I kind of wish I was there for the ride leading up to that. It's, it's like, again, if, if you watch a TV show and you get those spoiler alerts and you go, oh, wow, that sounded like a really cool twist. Well, now it's that you don't get that twist. You don't get to enjoy that because you weren't there. And all the steps along the way, whether they had a jump the shark type moment um, or whether it was, you know, the show just kind of wasn't as good or some of the key cast members, you know, went away like Michael Scott and, and Steve Carell in the office. But there's still those really great moments that if you stick around that long enough, you get, again, you get to experience that firsthand and say, well, I'm glad I saw this thing all the way out to the end. And, you know, the Rockies going into season 29, you know, literally and, and figuratively, if we're going to use the, the television uh, show analogy, and we still don't know what's going to happen. And, okay, yeah, you know, maybe some of the best writers, you know, uh, mm. aren't writing for the show anymore. Some of the characters yeah, are maybe getting a little played out. Seasons, and man. you're like, yeah, you're like, ah, this, I don't know how good of a season it's going to be, but... Uh, but there's rumors. Oh, they're gonna add who to the cast? It's all okay, storylines. Tiresome. It's getting Pretty real much. tiresome. Like. It's very Jim and Pam. <laughs> Will they or won't they? You know what I mean? Does <laughs> Brian and Aaron just get together, or are they just gonna split them up? Like, what's? Just do something. Oh, I'm, with the I'm flirting saying. in the clubhouse. <laughs> and of course, the big difference is you don't want your baseball team to get canceled. Uh, you yeah. can love a TV show for six or seven years and go, you know what? This has run its course. I'm fine with it not continuing. But I actually remember a Triple H of all people, heavy on the wrestling references today, talking about how, you know, one of the best and most interesting things about pro wrestling is that it is a drama that doesn't have an end. That there are things, yeah. their storylines come to a conclusion, but they have to pick up the very next day. And that's what sports do, right? You don't want your team to get canceled. You want there to be a Colorado Rockies. I know there are some people who are borderline on that right now, but in your heart of hearts, you know, you want there to be a Colorado Rockies. And beyond wishing for other things that are, well, me wishing, you know, that the Colorado Rockies could compete may seem unlikely. Hoping that they're going to suddenly do things they've never done or, you know, that Dick Monfort's going to sell the team or things like that. That's more like actually believing in aliens than, hey, they might luck into a couple of healthy guys and, and you know, find their, their way to some competition a little bit. But wherever you stand on that spectrum, it, it's pretty fantastic situation that you get a baseball team and you don't want it to go away. And Patrick's absolutely right. You stick through those seasons where you go, man, this is dragging on because you know there's going to be those moments. Uh, there always are. You never know where they're going to end. Nobody does. That's why we do this thing. That's why everybody do, does this thing. And if you're wondering why Cincinnati Reds fans who haven't won the World Series since 1991 or Twins or Jays fans since right around that time as well or Cleveland fans who haven't won it since the 60s. Is that right? Um, 50s. It might have been 50, 50s. even 50s. Two? 1952? Right. And yeah, Reds 1990, Twins 91, Blue Jays 92, 93. So it's, it's been a long time for those teams. So why get up and, why get up and do it? 
you know, and, and part of it is just, it, it's a part of you and, and, and it will always will be. So you, you, you don't have to make the best of it all the time, but I do think it's, uh, it's right there in front of you to, to kind of find those moments in it, especially in these times where it, it is obviously dark when you know, like no one's, and, and that's why this podcast about being a little bit more positive and, and talking about, you know, reasons to be Rockies fans wasn't filled with a bunch of lies. Like we didn't come here and tell you, well, actually they're going to win because of X, Y, and Z. Like that's not, that's not the point. The point yeah. is that there's still value in the in-between times and the times when you know they're not going to be competitive in playing fantasy GM and coming here and hanging out with us and, and finding out and going through those those rough moments and, and leaving yourself open for the possibility that it might not be as rough as you think because all of that is a part of the ride. And, and that's what I'm here for, Patrick. The destination is one thing. But again, if the Rockies win the World Series, there will be a day after that they'll have a parade. And then, the, like you said, and then four days later we'll find out it was because of lasers. And then months later it'll be time for pitchers and catchers to report. And so for me, it's not about those two days on the potential future calendar as sweet and glorious as they could potentially be. It's about all of the other days, the hundreds of other days we're all going to spend together. That's what it's about for me. It is. It's about the dance. It's about the journey. It's about every moment leading up to it and, and, and living through those bad moments and living through those difficult times because you knew that there was a reason to hope. You don't know when. You don't know when that's going to happen. Again, we might be in our 90s when it happens, but you know it's going to happen eventually. And even if it doesn't happen for you, it could happen for somebody else. And and there there's so much to so many reasons to really, you know, to be a Rockies fan because even if as you said, yeah, Rockies are not going to win the World Series in 2021. Newsflash. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't go out to Coors Field to just watch a baseball game. Right, like Barbara says, you you've never regretted watching a game on TV or in person. And again, Rockies fans have been very lucky. Even you know when when they know their team isn't very good, they still got to watch a future Hall of Famer and Larry Walker. Still got got a chance to watch Todd Helton. They're still able to watch Nolan Arenado and and see what happens with Trevor Story. And even to a much lesser degree, go down the line and and people you know remember those big games that players had. Oh, Elvis Burks hit three home runs. On this day, oh, do you remember the 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 day where you know uh, Rex Brothers, you know, threw a wild pitch and and it cleared the bases? You go to a baseball game because you could see something that you've never seen before. And you know, Josh Fuentes, oh my God, this guy came out of nowhere. I'm I'm going to keep an eye on him, see if he's really going to be a thing, and it, and it gives you something to be excited about. And again, if there are no Colorado Rockies, if someone from Montreal decides to buy them, and they say, well, there there's some there's some kind of mountains in Montreal, we'll just call them the Montreal Rockies, and they're gone, you never have that opportunity to just go to a ball game and see, say, you know, maybe something can happen. Maybe Cal Freeland could throw a no-hitter today. Yeah, he's a rookie. So what? He's pitching really good. That might happen. Herman Marquez, maybe he's going to go throw a no-hitter today. Yeah, but they've lost eight games in a row. He could possibly do that and nearly did against the Giants in 2019. So anything can happen. And and the Rockies have professional athletes playing for them. They might not be the best, but 
they are going to give you your money's worth in some shape or form, either as the victor, as the spoiler, or maybe even just because the other team is there for you. The Rockies give you that lottery ticket to win something. Speaking of getting your money's worth and buying yourself a little bit of a lottery ticket, by the way, sir, you set me up just so beautifully with that pitch down the middle. So I'm going to take a swing at it and let the people know about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You know that it's got fantastic offers for you all the time, setting you up with bonuses, sometimes just handing you a little bit of free money because you've been betting a few small dollar amounts. They go, hey, why don't you have a free bet today on us? Whether you're a big football fan with that still going on, college basketball kicking off, or already thinking about next baseball season, you can start getting in on the ground floor of some of those things. You've been following along with Patrick Lyons on his heaters, and you've just been making money. And if you haven't been, well, there's still time to get in on the action and download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You also got to use the promo code DNVR when you sign up because they'll hook you up with a bonus of up to $8,000. That's right. Ooh. You use the promo code DNVR and they will give you a depo- deposit bonus of up to a G, a K, a smackaroony $1,000. That's a, that's some tasty jam. That's a that's a spicy meatball for you right there, Patrick. So again, for a limited time, download only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. And uh, first deposit bonus requires 25 by playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, actually, you led me perfectly also into the, the final little bit of it today, Patrick, which was the on-the-field reasons. First of all, over the years, we, we've sort of touched on this, right? They've always had those star players. And it's pretty cool that you get to be a fan of Galarraga and Bichette and Castilla and Walker and Helton and Tulo and Cargo and uh, now Nolan and Trevor, right? It's it's these eras that are very much defined by their superstars. And for the time being, you've still got three of those guys really where, um, you know, the Charlie Blackman thing is, is interesting to me because it, he continues to be a very, very good hitter, um, and he's always been one of those guys where people have been expecting the other shoe to drop like his whole career on the way up, and now even kind of on the way down. I think people are, are expecting him to, to fall off the map anytime soon, but until it happens, you've got Charlie Blackman, <laughs> Trevor Story, and Nolan Arenado. He certainly provided some fun. At the beginning of it, it seems like forever ago, at the beginning of the 2020 season, did Charlie Blackman. And uh, while you don't want to hang your hat on that, it's one of the few things you can from this past year. And that was a fun time, him coming out and hitting over 400 for the first month or so, uh, the first three weeks or something like that. It was fun. You've got those, that stuff is a long time. It was a, a long ass time ago, and you know, there are those because they've produced almost all those guys over the years. You know, there there was a, a little bit different with the bombers. Obviously, they had to kind of get those guys in from other places because well, the Rockies didn't exist from before. Most of the rest of them, whether you're talking about Helton, Holiday, 
Uh, Cargo came from outside the organization, but was also developed by the organization a bit. So he's kind of the Harman Marquez situation, right? Story, Nolan, all grew up inside the organization. And, you know, do I think that the next Nolan Arenado or Trevor Story is there inside of Brendan Rogers or Ryan McMahon or Sam Hilliard? You would never say that. Again, it's kind of back to the aliens thing. Like, you would never have said the day before Trevor Story debuted, this kid's going to break all the records for shortstops hitting home runs. That would have been an absurd thing to say with confidence before he developed. And yet, there he went. There he done did. So, uh, you know, I think they've got a couple of guys who could be that on this roster. And it's, uh, I named a couple of them. I, I think those are kind of the primary ones. Uh, Rogers and McMahon in particular could be that. Dahl was one. Who? What, what happened? <laughs> We're just <laughs> Outfielder that shall not be named. Yeah, I think Cold yeah. Welker too is, is a guy with, uh, with a good pedigree because, you know, Again, Trevor Story was not a very highly touted prospect coming up through the Rockies system. His numbers weren't terribly flashy. And yet, first day on the job, literally, the dude goes off for three home runs. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing what uh, you know, he was able to do in those, those early games, two home run game. Um, and so, you know, that, that could be the case for Colton Moker, who, again, was, we're talking second round pick. Uh, you know, good, good prospect in the minor. Probably, you know, some people have expected more from him than than Story coming up, and you know, didn't get his opportunity last year. And you go, ah, eh. you know, he's he's not the guy you you hope to have gotten in the second round. A lot, a lot of times, teams will draft players in you know first or second round, and you go, all right, I hope this guy's gonna be a superstar from the get go. And if they're not, they're a disappointment, which is not fair to the player, not fair to the organization. So. Right. Until we actually see Colton Welker, we don't know that he can't really be in that caliber. So, again, that's another reason why you're a Rockies fan is to say, well, you know, I invested this time into these young guys and learned their names. Go, Zach Veen, he seems really interesting. Don't you want to see how that plays out? Don't you want to know what he's going to do in the lower levels of of the minors? Don't you want to know what teams – are going to represent the Rockies in the lower levels of the minors. We should be getting that word to find out, to see, you know, Asheville tourists, are they still going to be linked? Hartford yard goats, are they gone? We're going to find out tomorrow. And and, and who is Zach Veen going to suit up for? What is his trajectory going to look like? Drew Romo, Chris McMahon, you know, a lot of these guys that they, they've just, you know, selected the last couple of years, they yeah. haven't had much of an opportunity. Michael Toglio was a guy who was selected in the first round and, Dude got a short season in 2019. There was no season in 2020. And so we don't know where he's at. So you've got a like almost a stockpile. You've got a log jam. It's a bottleneck of players that you go, don't, don't you want to know what's gonna come of these guys? Because there's an all-star in there. It might not be who you think, might not be who you want. But that's one of the reasons why you watch, and that's one of the reasons why for you, for anyone listening to this podcast. It's why you are a Rockies fan. Yeah, and the biggest, that leads me very perfectly into the biggest on-field reason, Patrick, that doesn't require my tinfoil hat. I'll get the tinfoil hat at the end for anybody who really wants to hear the flowery bits. But here's the real reason, both in terms of going to the ballpark, if you can, next year, any given day, turning on the TV, or even having some hope 
that they could catch a spark and do something. What is the one thing that makes you think that? It's the one part of the team that you'll almost never see mentioned when you read a national article about the Colorado Rockies. It's the starting rotation. Got a whole bunch. It's it's Armand Marquez, John Gray, Kyle Freeland, any three of which I still think has star potential, which is weird that we haven't seen him do it yet, but any of those guys, Antonio Senzatella, and then an interesting but not deep enough group of Ryan Castellani, eventually Peter Lambert, who we talked about on yesterday's podcast. Uh, and then, you know, it used to be Chichi Gonzalez and Jeff Hoffman, who are no longer on the roster. And so then I think you start looking at Ryan Rawls, and it gets weird and interesting. That's why Patrick and I have, have very heavily advocated go get a starter because it it brings up your floor. It makes it less likely you're going to be just absolutely dreadful if every day you're throwing out a competent starting pitcher. It, you know, it, it might be difficult to go on a, any kind of extended run if your offense is just terrible and the bullpen will ultimately in that scenario decide whether you're okay or bad. But the starting pitching is just there. The, the best group of starting pitchers they've ever had in their history. They're all still young. They're all still kind of in the middle of their physical primes. They've all got their heads right. Really, they're at the best mental moments of all of their careers. Marquez Gray, Sensatella, Freeland, all of them are in peak physical shape. That's the part of your team that will, if they start doing some things, actually will. We talked about this yet. Tyler Anderson being released by the Giants, if there's no bad blood there, and then I, I can see how there could be, but I can, they stuck with him through some injuries. I actually have no idea. He had some, sometimes you throw him in as a fifth guy, somebody like that. He has, he's had some very successful things in Rockies history. He put a lot, like very. a 130 ERA plus one year. You, you add that to your rotation. Again, that's back to a lot of things still have to go your way around that group to be competitive. But that provides you with a very quality floor to throw out starting pitching that's going to keep games at least into the sixth or seventh inning relatively close. And in the game of baseball, all kinds of stuff can happen after that. And that's why I've been such an advocate of the bullpen stuff because then if you can lock down innings seven, eight, nine then it's like just field an offense that can score two or three runs at Coors Field. A broken bat to to right could be a double. You don't need guys who are that good to hit. You just need to shut it down if you can. You got to dominate on that mound, and they're close. They could. But hey, that's why they play the games, right? That's why you play them. That's why you play the games, and all you got to do is catch fire. It's Again, Marlins ended up making the playoffs and kind of came out of nowhere because, again, as a short season, all you got to do is play well enough before the trade deadline, and you know your owner, your GM says, "Yeah, let's invest in these guys. We've got something here," and that's that's really all it's ever been. And the Rockies have usually come out the gate, you know, pretty good more times than not, and through April and May, and so you know that that's all it is 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 just have a good, you know, first half and then some, and maybe you can you can either trick yourselves into being good or at that point you just are good and you can uh, acquire new players. And, uh, and I fully expect that, uh, you know, it'll probably be a month delay is what I'm hearing from uh, a bunch of sources. There's going to be about a month delay for spring training, nothing official, nothing official, yeah. but I think uh, players might uh, report a month late. And so if there's, you know, uh, um, 
you know, one month less of baseball, that, as we said all uh, through the course of 2020, that increases the odds of something crazy happening. And it's not totally crazy for the Rockies, you know, to be uh, in contention or at least sneak into one of the 29 playoff spots that they have. Uh, next <laughs> yeah, year. Right. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Seriously, though. Goodness gracious. Uh, but that's why they that, play the game, right? That's why you play that the is, game. That is why they play the games. But uh, And speaking of good pitching, by the way, you got to make sure to join us for the Wednesday live show on YouTube. Subscribe. Oh, hit the notification. We're going to be talking to the man who has thrown by the numbers the best individual season in Colorado Rockies history. We got Marvin Freeman joining the show. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You're not going to miss it. Uh, we're, we're not going to have him for a ton of time, but we may have a chance. If you've got a really good question for him and you show up and you leave it in the comments, we'll be able to ask him that question. But we'll see. He, If he's in a storytelling mood, we may be only able to ask a handful of questions and just have to let him go. We're not going <laughs> to – we're not here to pester the man. We're here to listen what he has to say. Yeah, I've, I'm I'm getting my arsenal ready of really good questions. That's gonna make him go either. How did you know that? How, you know, where did you read that? In a good way, and he's gonna, you know, uh, hopefully give us some great insight, much like with Mark Knutson sharing stories about you know Nolan Ryan and, and Greg Maddox and all these guys. And Marvin Freeman was teammates with with Maddox, Clavin, Schmoltz, uh, Schmoltz, Schmoltz. Uh, all you know, all throughout their early '90s, you know, and came came up with a Phillies that ended up going to the World Series in '93, and you know, experienced you know Coors Field was was a part of that that first team in '95, and and again his his fantastic season in '94. So the dude has been around the game, and um, he might not be a name that a lot of baseball fans know, but Rockies fans, you should absolutely know the name. Marvin Freeman, and maybe when the time comes for there to be a Rockies, you know, Hall of Fame or at least a Rockies Museum, you will start to see the name Marvin Freeman a lot more frequently. And uh, tomorrow is really, I think, the start of his campaign and getting back in right. into into the the forefront of Rockies fans' minds because you know, again, that '94 season was fantastic and uh, was a big part of their success early on. That's right. So you don't want to miss out on that. you got to subscribe to the podcast feed, which I know you already are, but also to the dnvr.com. Don't want to miss out any of that written content. Like I said, had a couple of pieces come out, kind of bookending the weekend there. If you're in an angry mood, read the one I wrote on Friday. If you're in, uh, I'm looking for some kind of conciliatory hope and why am I doing this mood, read the one that came out on Monday. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Make sure that you're following on social media at Patrick D. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DNVR underscore Rockies. I already said the other part. So just make sure you're hanging out with us for the Marvin Freeman thing, man. That's going to be so, so much fun. Think of a question. We're not going to have time for all of that. I wish we had him for more time. We just, Our goal is to make it so that we have so much fun with him that he's going to want to come back. And hang out with us. He cancels his plans to take his friend to go get the surgery. And it's like, dude, know, right? that's how much fun. He, wait, what? No, wait. Maybe don't make those kinds of life plans based on this podcast. You, on the other hand, out there, you should make your life plans based on this podcast. We know that occasionally you do that. And we really appreciate it. So thanks for being absolutely awesome. 
I promise you that we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.